The Auburn Tigers prepare to take on the Georgia Bulldogs Saturday in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? Happy Friday, man. I hope everybody is doing well out there. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane, in here tonight to preview the Deep South's oldest rivalry, oh, yeah. Blake. Another edition that is here again. First off, brother, how are you doing today? Doing better tonight. Uh, had a little scare yesterday with my dad and everything. Uh, I, I tweeted out yesterday if everybody could say a prayer uh, from the Auburn family, and I felt the love, Dustin. Uh, I appreciate every one of you. Uh, that tweeted back or DM me or got in the YouTube comments. Uh, I, I I really appreciate it. My dad appreciates it. Uh, wild thing is, yesterday, my mom, she called me and she was like, hey, uh, we got your dad to the hospital and all this. So, I, you know, I was kind of messed up and everything. Um, but I, I get to talk to my dad later in the day and everything – you know, this going on and, and everything that he's been through with open heart surgery and all this stuff. Uh, he just immediately wants to talk about how Jarquez isn't touching the ball enough. Right. And he's like, man, 27 has got to get more touches than, than nine. Right. He's like 27 only getting nine touches is just uncalled for. And he's just going on and on and on and on about Saturday. And I'm just like, Hey man, like, <laughs> you know, war Eagle, but let, let's let's look at the big picture. And he's like, man, I hate Georgia. You know, I hate Georgia. And, uh, you know, it's good to have him back home today. Uh, he got home a little while ago and uh, he's spending some time with my daughter right now. So uh, that that always puts a smile on my face, Dustin. Yes, sir. Well, we are uh, wishing for a speedy recovery for Papa Lane there. And uh, man, let's let's get a dub for him on Saturday. I bet that makes him feel real good, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad to hear that he's doing well and everything. And like you said, all our family showing out. They always do. And uh, we love y'all and appreciate y'all for that. So, Blake, here we go, man. Let's get into it right here. Um, a lot of talk this week about this whole just really. I want to touch on something you talked about in the summer. You said several times that Auburn is not going to get ready to beat Georgia and get ready to beat Alabama until everybody starts acting like it. And your point was you really wanted to drive home to the fan base. We have to quit coming into this game and just accepting defeat. So um, that's going to be the spirit. I'm spoiler alert. I'm not predicting us to win this game. I've hinted at that all week, but that's just, that's going to be the spirit of my attitude tonight is Mm -hmm. I know what we're facing. I know why, but damn it, if you're listening on audio, I got it on the screen right here. The Bulldogs have won seven of the last 22, 17, excuse me, of the last 22 against us. 17 of the last mm-hmm. 22. Pathetic. Also, I have on the screen here that Georgia is 18 and 12 and two all time in our stadium. Now, we lead in their stadium 18 to 17. But here's the thing about that. We have not won at Sanford Stadium since 2005 on the Devin Aruma Shadu fourth and what was it, 12? Or was it four for 12 or fourth and 17? Yeah. Uh, Cox to Aruma Shadu, and he funnels it on the one. We recovered in the end zone, that all crazy game. Mm-hmm. That was in 2005. I was in the eighth grade. I turned 32 this year. Yeah. So that tells you at some point we had a nice little 18 to 12 lead in their stadium, and that mm-hmm. slowly evaporated. So the point I'm making here is the majority of our life, Blake, they've owned us, and it started with that blackout. That's when everything shifted, um, and it just hasn't been right since. So, for me, I know we don't have the guys. I know that we're not ready to win this game, but I'm going to go into this game Saturday at, hoping that the fans, the coaches, and the players play and act. Like, don't roll over and die, man. Don't don't roll over and die. And it's frustrating to see you all week, everybody saying, I hope we remain competitive. I just hope that we're competitive. But – that's kind of the boat we're in. Um, we trailed Georgia 56 to 63. There's eight ties in this all-time series. Obviously been playing them since 1892. And uh, I remember when we took the lead type thing. Like I remember when we took the lead. I was so I was so happy. I was so excited. And uh, and then it's just it's gone this certain way, Blake. Um, 
just your overall thoughts, man, about this game Saturday, your kind of mood coming into this. Been a rough week. It, it has been a rough week, and I know the fan base has, has been kind of on, on two opposite sides of each other, right, after the Hugh Freeze press conference and everything. Uh, but I, I think I think this fan base can make a difference Saturday, and, and I'm obviously not sitting here saying that we can win this game, but I think we can keep things relatively close for majority of this football game. I do. Um, their, their offense is beat up. Georgia's hurt right now. Um, is, is Lad McConkey going to play? That they're, they're saying he, he looks like he's a go, but he's not 100% healthy. I, I think he sat out last week, uh, and, and they say that this week he, he went through some tests and everything. So they will probably have him back. But uh, they lost the running back in the offseason. Um, so you, you got Carson Beck. He hasn't played in a hostile environment yet. So what is he going to do with Jordan Hare stadium? Just, just honing in on him. So there there's opportunities, uh, to be taken advantage of our offense just has to, to come together and, and get some life. All right. Because one thing I know is you have to score touchdowns to beat Georgia. All right. The one weak spot that they have had during this back-to-back title run has been in the secondary. Mm-hmm. If you remember, let's go back to Ohio State last year. All right. C.J. Stroud and those receivers ate all night. Georgia, they made the plays at the end on the offensive side of the ball with Stetson to get them back in the game, and their defense eventually tightened up and, and come together to win that football game. But Stroud was making plays, man. Mm-hmm. All right? and, and, and then you go back to Bryce Young and Alabama in the SEC championship game in, in 21. They J-Mo was eating them alive. Like, it, he, they were shredding Georgia's secondary. So that is the one place where Georgia uh, has struggled, if, if you can say that, right? Uh, and you look over at the Auburn side of the ball on offense, and we're struggling to throw it five yards. So are we going to line up and pound the football? Because I think that works against us, Dustin. I think we're going to have to throw the football to beat Georgia. you got to stretch the field vertically against Georgia. Like, I just don't know if we can if we can muster enough offense, especially in the second half, man. Like that's I think this thing's gonna be close at halftime. But going into that second half, our depth issues on defense, we're beat up on that side of the ball. Uh how are our how is our defense gonna hold up in that second half? That that's the big concerning thing to me is we always say bend but don't break. But eventually this defense has got to break, right? I mean you're on the field for majority of the game, you know, you're eventually going to give up a big play. And um, I just think it falls on Peyton, man. It falls on Peyton because we know Hugh kind of hinted at him being the starting quarterback Saturday. So you have to come, you have to come in here Saturday, take whatever happened at A&M and flush it. All right. You flush that, put it in the toilet, flush it, get rid of it. It never happened, all right? And you have to start playing with some confidence, brother. Like, you got to start letting it rip. If you throw a pick, hey, it ain't any different than what you've been doing. It can't be any worse. Just let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. Because you're going to have to throw the ball down the field to attack this Georgia defense. We can't we can't the screen game and, and going east and west, that is not gonna beat Georgia. Their defense is too fast sideline to sideline, Dustin. We we're not gonna line up and pound the football all over them. We're, we're not. We're not. I, I really don't think we are. And we're gonna have to throw the ball down the field. So Peyton's gonna have to bring it. And if he doesn't, then Robbie's in there. Does Holden get a chance? I doubt it. Um, it's just, I don't want it to be a a rotation like it was last week. And we look completely lost. So one thing that I thought about the whole, when Holden got in, that signified to me 
them telling Peyton Thorne, you're benched. This isn't, this isn't, and not for the, you know, obviously not for the season because we expect him to start Saturday, but it signified to me like, hey, you're benched for the game because they were saying, hey, Robbie got hurt. We got to, Robbie's getting checked out. Um, we're not putting you back in the game. We like, that's what that signified to me was they were saying, you're benched, bud. Like, you're not going back. We'll put the third string back in there before we put you back in there. This, this, this Robbie, us putting Robbie in wasn't running his gadget plays. Like, you, you were, you got benched. You were done for the day. So, my thing would be how short is his leash? Like, what, what's mm-hmm. this going to look like? Um, he's obviously, look, Jay Crane came out and said it. Uh, he put up a video on there uh, on the Crane and Company channel. It was very, very good, good video. Go check it out if you haven't. He said, I'll just come out and say it. He's playing scared. Mm-hmm. And he's and he made the point. I don't know why. When you've played in every single atmosphere, there. I mean, you've played in all the big games. This isn't what we thought it was going to be. It's clearly something mental. Yep. You know, and you just um, you got to dig down and find the dog. Now, now you know, like not everybody's a dog, right? Like, not <laughs> not everybody is. Robbie Ashford. They're not all cut like that, bro. Mm-hmm. They're just not all cut like Robbie. And this is not me saying he should be cute. This is not, I'm talking about just what you can be the biggest Robbie hater. If you question the kid's toughness and heart, you're just stupid and you're being disingenuous and you're not being, you're not being realistic. But the point I'm making is we got like, remember uh, Malik Dunbar for that 2019 basketball team. You yeah. know, a dog when you see a dog, bro. So yeah. like, I don't know if I, I, I don't think Peyton Thorne's got that in him, but you're competitive. There's a competitive fire in there. Dig down and find it, man. And, you know, so for me, it's just uh, this is it for Peyton Thorne. I really think that because you got the because of the bye week sitting there. Now, maybe he would get another chance that he kind of struggled this week because you're like, all right, well, next you're going to LSU. But with that bye week there and with something that Hugh said, we were watching right before we got on with uh, he said on Tiger Talk. He said he was more involved in the game plan this week than he has been since he's been at Auburn the first four games. And he said, he even said, hey, it cost me a little recruiting time, but I just mm-hmm. felt like it was necessary this week. Um, that gives me a little bit of hope. You know, obviously, if you watched our live show, I was pretty vocal about, okay, he, he, this time you got to get in here and make something happen because you just – you can't let it be 56 yards again. It can't look like what it looked against Cal again. You just can't do that. Um, yep. You know, we don't expect you to win the game, but, man, there's got to be – that you have to start showing some kind of progress on the field. Uh, so my key to the game on the offensive side is is very simple here, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep saying that every single week versus Power Five teams until we quit doing it. Stop committing penalties. And I know that we didn't turn the ball over last week, but we had two fumbles. Well, one was the, excuse me, the one to Demari was deemed a pass. That why it, why it wasn't a fumble. You're you're playing with danger. And then the Peyton Thorne one that went back to pass and all that kind of crap behind the line of scrimmage. So you had two balls that were really close. Mm-hmm. So you're still being reckless with the ball. You still committed, I'm going to say, seven penalties because three three of the ten, you were taking penalties on the punts to back up and get some space yeah. to try to pin them deep. But uh, still, seven penalties. You're still the most uh, penalized offensive line in the SEC. All veteran guys. Peyton Thorne, veteran guy. Shane Hooks, veteran guy. Jair Sorter. Veteran guy, all these guys, veteran guys. We just talked about Tiger Talk. Was a fan at, said, "Hey Hugh, I got a suggestion. Start hitting that tight end over the middle." He said, "We dialed one up last week. Tight end was wide open in the middle. We didn't hit him. Make the plays. Start hitting the plays. Do you have the guys to compete with a roster like Georgia? No, you do not. Not for four quarters. Yep. But the things that you can control, third and one." Staying set, getting off the ball, picking up two. Start doing that. Start doing the little things. Um, if we're going to hang around this game at all, we cannot have any of these mental errors. You cannot. And I know that Chapman got it off. If you snap the ball over the punter's head in this game, Georgia's getting the ball down there about the five-yard line. That's the way this is going to work. So, to me, as far as it just key to the game, if you just want to hang in this thing offensively, you can't make the mistakes. You can't make them, bro. And like, you got this. We talked about last week, and ultimately didn't do it. You got to stay ahead of the chains. You got to be in third and less than four, third and three. You got to be in that range. You're gonna be third and nine versus Georgia defense that has given up eleven point three points a game. And I know their schedule's been crap, but still, 
11.3 points a game, and they lead the SEC with seven interceptions. Let's not get third and nine versus those guys because mm-hmm. it's going to be disaster regardless of where the game is being played. So yep. offensively, Blake, for me, it is just protect the football, limit your mistakes. You're going to punt the ball. Like that's going to, you're not going to light the scoreboard up in this game. What you can't do if you want to stay in this game is put your defense in bad positions. Yep. And as we'll go over here to our keys of the game on the defensive side, Auburn's defense, six nationally on third downs, giving up only 25.6%. And we lead the SEC with eight turnovers, and two of those we've returned for touchdown. So if you protect the ball on offense and don't make the mistakes and keep it a field position game, just get positive yards, punt that ball away, don't go backwards, you know, make big plays when the opportunity is there, then you're keeping your defense off the field. Use the clock rules to your advantage in a game like this. Shorten the game. And now you're keeping your defense in the game. And if they've been doing what they've been doing all year, excuse me, if they do what they've been doing all year, then now you're going into the fourth quarter and you're in the ball game. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a ball game in the fourth quarter at Jordan-Hare Stadium, anything can happen. Yep. So, so – on the defensive side, just do what you've been doing. You obviously, I said it last week. I mean, this is it's going to be. It's a very obvious thing to say. You have to create turnovers when yeah. you're going up against a roster like this that is just better than yours. You have to create some different opportunities. But go in there and create. Get to it. You're at home. You've created a turnover in every single game this year. Create two. Create three, and get some yardage on them because you know your offense needs help. Pick that fumble up and go 15, 20, 35 yards down the field. At least get us in McPherson range, right? Um, the defense have been great on first down. I just read six in the nation on third down. Let's improve these second downs a little bit. Yeah. You know, let's let's improve our second down performance a little bit. But overall, for me defensively, man, it's just keep it's just keep doing what you've been doing. Um, Carson Beck is around 72, 73%, but there's a lot of short there. There's a lot of check downs. Yeah, yeah they're they're gonna keep him comfortable. We know Mike Bobo, he's not going to come out. I don't. I wouldn't imagine and just try to light the world on fire to open the game up. I mm-hmm. think it'll be a pretty conservative game plan. So while they're trying to work Carson Beck in the game, create a turnover, get to him early. What, what, Blake? What if you, what if you pick him off on the first or second drive? What if you get a sack fumble in that first quarter and that sets you up for an early touchdown? Rattle him early. But keep, just, just do what you've been doing for me on defense. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, and and. That that's the thing, man, is, is, you know, it sounds like a broken record, right? But you got to create a turnover on defense, uh, a, a punt return, a big time punt return. That would be huge to get us uh, inside of their territory. I, I think that would uh, that would be big. You know, at least don't let Georgia like flip the field, you know, uh, give us give us a spark on special teams or, or you know, something like that, man. We're going to have to make a play back there. Uh, or on defense like we did last week to cut it we cut it to 10 you know um i think as far as the i think as far as the offense goes like like i kind of mentioned earlier i watched the the georgia and south carolina game and like you said this defense for georgia they got seven picks all right but let me tell you something when they come after spencer rattler it forced errant throws all right it forced him to get rid of the football right into a Georgia DB's hands, man. Like Spencer, Spencer was doing his thing out there, and and I'll give it to that kid, Rook. I know it's not Auburn related, but hey, standing O for Spencer Rattler, dog. He's a my buddy player. has been my buddy has been balling without an mm-hmm. offensive line. All right, he went in there and he was dicing a little bit. He was moving the football. But when Georgia brought the heat and they started getting pressure in that second half, it turned out to be a bad day for South Carolina. And Spencer was trying to get rid of the football, and they were blanketed. You know, So I, that's my big thing on offense is I look at this offensive line, like you mentioned with the penalties, Dustin. We got to stay penalty-free, and can we hold up against this Georgia front? Are we going to be able to withstand – what they're what they're coming at us with? We got, I said that I don't think we're gonna do it, but we gotta run the football. We we gotta run it. We gotta we gotta get Peyton comfortable out the gate, man. It, we can't be running no quarterback draw on on the first drive of the game. 
All right, it's not going to work. We got to get Peyton a quick, easy throw out the gate. Let him see a completion. Something. All right, let him see a completion and let him get that confidence going a little bit. But I think, man, if Georgia's getting pressure with four, we're in trouble. All right, yeah, we're if they if they're getting pressure with four, we're in trouble. All right, um, because Georgia's going to come after Peyton because they know. All right, they've seen the film. They've seen it. They watched Texas A&M. They said, hey, that dude right there, when we come after him, he's going to fold because that's what he did at Texas A&M. And that's my key to the game is, is can our offensive line hold up? I got to see something different than what I saw last week. I yeah, do. Uh, yeah, I need those dudes to step up. We have 15 tackles for loss last week and seven sacks. Now, to be fair, um, a lot of those sacks aren't all on them, especially after going back and watching the film. And definitely there was a lot of times when Peyton just – Yeah, there was some Madden spins in there. <laughs> yeah, he was <coughs> – excuse me, he was hitting that O button. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, quick start too, right? So, excuse me, Georgia has uh, 17 points combined this season in the first quarter. And yeah. uh, uh, Devin had brought this up on the live show. Uh, talk talking about those their slow starts. So I looked it up. It's 17 points combined in the first quarter. Here's the thing, though. We've been starting pretty slow, too, uh, offensively anyway. So, but, you know, like I said, man, if the defense can get in there early, get back rattled early, yeah, get up seven, maybe you're up 10 to three at the end of the first, something like that. And then that crowd says, oh, okay. What you can't afford is to be down 14, 17, 20 points going into the second quarter because then it's – then the – the feelings that you've had all week are just going to seep right into the, the team, right into the stadium, and it's probably going to be a long day. But Dustin, do you remember last in last year's game, right? You know, we were keeping it fairly close, and then we created a turnover. I think it was right after half. We created a turnover. I think we got the ball. Who was it? Was it was it Kobe that created that turnover or Derek? I've, I, I've, was, I've shot. I remember one play from last year, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. But we created a turnover. I believe it was right after half, and we get the ball like inside the red inside the red zone, I believe, or pretty close, and we couldn't score. We couldn't score. We couldn't move the ball. If that happens this weekend, you have got to score. You've right. got to score points. Field goals are not going to beat Georgia, all right? Field goals are not going to beat Alabama. Field goals are not going to beat Ole Miss. Like, you have to score points when you get inside of their territory. When we are driving like we were against A&M last weekend, we get down to their 30, all right? We have got to have somebody step up. Peyton Thorne, whoever, a receiver, Shane Hooks, go catch a ball, my buddy. Like we got to have dudes step up, and you got to come away with six. Got to. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're gonna get into the what I want to see Saturday. Look for me. A stat went on Twitter this week, Blake. I'm gonna read it aloud, okay? In Auburn's last four pass in last four SEC games, mm. <laughs> Auburn has passed for 268 yards. Wait. That's a pretty good average, Dustin, you say. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. That's not an average. In the last four SEC games, Auburn has passed for a combined 268 yards for an average of 67 yards. This is courtesy of an account, Auburn Blazer. I'm assuming this is somebody who has some history, uh, some kind of affiliation with Auburn and UAB. And then they wanted to, he also pointed out, that's, that's their 67 yards per game in Auburn's last four SEC games. Hmm. UAB in their last two games versus an SEC team. They have thrown for 461 yards for an average of 230.5 yards a game. Hmm. So we can sit here, and, and I, I know that you said this, and you know I agree with you. We can sit here as a fan base and say we don't have the guys, and yeah. we don't. But I would say UAB doesn't have the guys. Mm-hmm. They still threw the ball for on Georgia. They still put up 21 points on Georgia. If Auburn Jesus came right down down right now and said, Dustin, 21 points Saturday, I'd sign up and oh good Lord, give me the paper. Yeah. Absolutely. And they were on the road. Obviously, Georgia didn't travel to UAB. 
<laughs> so let's let's throw the ball a little bit. What I want to see, I want us to clear our average of 67 yards per game passing. And I would love to get it to 115. This is my big, tall task. This is what I ask of Auburn football on Saturday. What I want to see, clean up the penalties, stay in the game, fight hard, and throw for 115 yards. That's all I want to see. I just want to see triple digits of the passing numbers, and that's how pathetic it's gotten. I want to see Jarquez Hunter. I want to see Jarquez Hunter get more than nine touches in a game. <laughs> Uh, I know he's a little banged up with the ankle. I know what Batie did, and that's awesome, all right? But if we can't get 27 going, we're tr- we're in trouble, all right? I, want to, I don't care if you've got to throw it to him. All right. Mem- remember what he did last year, all right, mm-hmm. at Georgia? I know it was a blowout at that point, but he oh, can take right. it to the crib. He can take it to the crib at any point, Dustin. We got to get 27 the ball, man. Nine touches? Nine? It hasn't, been ta- it hasn't been talked about enough. It really hasn't. And then I got people in my comments telling me that Jarquez has lost it. He's lost a step. He, he, he just looks he just looks slow this year. Hey, look, one thing I'm not doing is I'm not doing this tanking Jarquez argument with Batie and Jarquez. I'm not doing it this year, okay? <laughs> Not all right. Oh, but he's better. I'm not doing that this year. All right, 27 Saturday. Whether you got to throw it to him out of the backfield or we got to get him going running the football, look, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough Saturday to run the football on Georgia. We know that. We know what Kirby's bringing in with this front seven. But man, I just need grimy. Give me four, four yards. I'll take it. Jarquez for four yards, I'll take it, man. Get me to second and six. Get me to second and six. Because eventually, he's going to bust one, Dustin. He's going to bust one. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the route, man, is like Auburn's got to go in and you've got to try to get 27 going. Mm -hmm. Then when you get 27, if you can get him going, it's going to open some things up in the passing game, man. I just I can't get over nine touches at Texas AM. I I can't, man. I think that was I think it was horrible. Uh whether it's it's Montgomery or, or whoever calling plays. Jarquez Hunter has got to touch the football more than nine times a game. All right. I talked look, I I follow Brad Lester and everything on social media. I follow him on Facebook and everything, and I just straight up you know, got on his post one day and was like, hey, man, Jarquez, nine touches. What do you have, 56 or 59 yards? Nine carries for 59 yards? He hit me straight back and said, bro, ain't getting it enough. And I said, why is that? And he said, I have no idea. None. He said, but I think it's the worst thing that can happen is for 27 not to touch the football. Somebody, somebody's thinking too hard, man. You know, like you, you're overthinking it. Just get, just we get, get too cute. We get too yeah. cute. Yeah, just give him the ball. And he, he comes out in that first drive. He looks good. He looks ready. He looks healthy. He looked good to me on that run, that first run that he made that he busted yeah. off. Feed, feed him. And it, I, I agree with you. It hasn't been talked about enough, you know, because the quarterback play has been so bad that that's what stands out. Um, and, and obviously, I, I'm kind of being I'm kind of being a sarcastic, being a smart ass when I say I just want to see us throw for over 100. What I really you're, want to see, you're not, though. You're not. I know. Though. I, know I'm, I read the numbers. That's why I read the numbers. That's why I read the numbers. What I really want to see is let this be your 2013 LSU game. Yeah. Come out of this game and say, okay, we got the bye week. We messed. We probably didn't win it, but we put some things together. Don't get don't get your doors blown off 42 to 10, something like that, where the whole locker room's questioning, okay, man, what are we doing here? And all these and the fan base has 14 days till the next game, and then you're going to Baton Rouge, and that's a whole disaster. That's like, nah, man, come out of this game with some fight. Like, give this fan base some hope. As a locker room, give yourself some hope. Have something to build on. 
Free said, I've, I'm, I got in the game plan this week. Okay, let's see 25, 30 RPOs. Let's do them yeah. this week. Let's run them. And he also said on Tiger Talk a minute ago, because um, we record this on Thursday night and they broadcast on Fridays, he, he said, hey, uh, the lack of RPOs is driving me nuts. Because, yeah, he had got a question about that as well from one of the fans, and he was like, you're going to see it this week. So let's come out. Let's establish this system that we heard about all offseason. Let's start doing it. Let's go into this bye week with some hope and some identity. That's what I want to see. Uh, before we get over here and make our picks for the uh, SEC games this week and then give our final uh, picks and predictions on what goes down Saturday, a lot of you guys, man, we've got a lot of new subs, and a lot of people are messaging me on Twitter asking, hey, man, how can we help support? Go over to the warreportshop.com. That's where our merch is. You can get you a Level Up t-shirt. It's an up-tempo podcast t-shirt. That would help us out. Also, you see it there at the top of the screen. If you're listening on audio, homefieldapparel.com. Go over there. Use your code UPTEMPO, 50% off. It's the end of September. Christmas is right around the corner. You're going to need to get stuff for your family, whether you have all the Auburn stuff or you have somebody in your family that likes Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, whatever it is, man. Go over to Home Field. Use the code UPTEMPO, you know, give yourself a little discount. Helps us out, helps yourself out. Get that Christmas crap out the way, bro, and keep it moving. Also, uh, sign up for the memberships. Go over there, man. You have to do that on desktop, correct? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so lots of people have been asking me, telling me, hey, I've been trying to sign up for the memberships. Join the JV squad, varsity squad. Uh, we got tons of content there for you guys as well, and I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying that. If you have not liked the video, share that out on social media. If you have not subscribed to the channel, y'all already know the deal, man. Do that. Blake, pick time, baby. So, Blake with the one game lead, and this week there's going to be some separation because yeah. this we got some we got some different picks this week. Let's go get right into it, man. Florida is going to Kentucky. Blake, you are the leader. You will be going first this week. Why Florida? Man, um. You don't know why I took Florida? I took Florida because of the way they run the football. I took Florida because of their offensive line. Um, I think Graham Mertz is playing better than what people uh, gave him credit for after that Utah game. And I think Florida's defense is going to travel. And I'm not sold on Devin Leary just yet. You got to show me. Uh, you got to show me Saturday and this game being at 11 a.m. I like Florida with the upset. Okay. Um, I've. I just don't believe. Like, so after what they did to Tennessee, and then you come out next week to Charlotte versus Charlotte. I will say this. Well, they went 22-7 to versus Charlotte. I'm talking about Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their defense is legit. We're, we're deep enough into the season now where I say, okay, Florida's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a believer. If this game was in the swamp, I would be picking Florida. Like, I'm not – I don't think Kentucky's all that great. But I still – I just – like, Florida's ranked, and I just – they don't, they're not going to finish the season rank, dude. I, I still don't think Florida makes a bowl. I'm not buying it. DG, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Sorry, buddy. Mm. AM going to Arkansas. Blake, you got AM. Yeah, this is in Jerry World, right? Yeah, yeah, usually. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Dallas. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's in Jerry World. Um, so, neutral site game. I like Max Johnson and this Texas A&M offense against Arkansas secondary. I think A&M's going to score. I think they're going to put up points. I think A&M's defense is better uh, than Arkansas's. I think A&M will stop the Arkansas run. I think Arkansas can have success there, uh, but I think ultimately A&M – uh, stiffens up and and they shut Arkansas down and KJ Jefferson yes uh, you know he's one of the top premier quarterbacks in the SEC whatever people want to throw polls out and all that stuff but I'm not a believer okay I, I just I'm not I've watched the dude since he's been at Arkansas and uh, like last year in the game against AM, Arkansas's on the one yard line he tries to go over the top he fumbles the ball and AM picks it up and runs it back for 99 yards. All right. It's little things like that, man. Against BYU in that Arkansas loss. He fumbled. All right. Like it, he just he loses the ball too much for me. Uh so I, I like AM, man. I think Max Johnson's a dude now. Oh, uh, you remember him at LSU? All right. He can sling it around the yard a little bit. So uh, you know, 
what Wegman, he's out for the rest of the year. That's a tough blow. But I do like AM to win this game. Okay. Um, I saw somebody make the comment that I guess Wegman ends up at Auburn now, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a play on us knocking out Calzada and then him yeah. coming and all that. That was a good one. I'm going Arkansas, man. Um, I'm I, I'm not that high on Max Johnson. I don't think that I think what he did to Auburn was really uh, our defense was tired by the time he came in. He's like he's a good backup. That's definitely a guy I would like coming off my bench. But uh, and I think Arkansas is. I still think they're like a six or seven win team. Yeah. I think AM's like a six or seven win team. they, you know, one of them, they AM could probably find eight with their talent if they if they do some things right here. But um, yeah, I'm not sold on AM just because they smoked us. Like that don't that don't yeah. mean nothing to me. And I think both secondaries are suspect here. After going back and watching the film, uh, we had guys open the entire game. Yep. Like we had tons of guys open. Is KJ the best dude? No. But if you leave guys wide open like LSU did, he'll hit them. They might have to stop, but the ball will get there, which is was something we weren't able to do last week. I think it's going to be a crazy game, a high-scoring game. And I think Arkansas is going to be in a lot of games like this. I think they're going to win some. They're going to lose some. They've lost a couple lately. I think they're going to pull this one out. Let's let's see how AM can handle the Arkansas tight ends. I think that will be a big matchup to look out for. Uh, KJ does love the tight ends. That freshman's nice. I think yeah. Number nine. Yeah, he had a, he had a big day. LSU left him wide open, but uh, he had a big day. Yeah. Um, Mizzou Vanderbilt. I'm not speaking on Vanderbilt. I got Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, click okay. through. Yeah, Vanderbilt. You get you get that love on the show ever again. Um, LSU at Ole Miss. Uh, this is a, this is an interesting one, man. I'm excited about this one. I'm going Ole Miss. You're going Ole Miss. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. LSU. I got mm-hmm. LSU. I think that Ole Miss gets exposed this week. My bad. I misspoke that. Uh, yeah, they're going to get exposed. Uh, I got LSU. What's the spread here, Mr. Bet? Uh, let me see. I haven't looked at it in a minute. Um, I don't on know. LSU big. It is – let's see here. I got it right here. It is LSU minus two and a half. I'm hammering LSU. Whoa. I'm hammering LSU. <laughs> I'm not a believer in the Ole Miss offensive line. Like I always tell y'all, Jackson Dart will throw it to the other team like you saw in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and I'm still not a believer in Ole Miss's defense. So, have fun with that LSU receiving core. Uh, I like LSU. Um, What would it be like to have a receiver like Malik Neighbors play for Auburn? <laughs> You're going to have one next year, man. I know. We've gone and saw him play, but I just <laughs> – it sure would be nice. I was watching that the other night just like – Boy, that sure does look like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah man, I got LSU by two toddies here, for real. Yeah, this no doubt. Time. That two and a half, like you said, pound that. Uh, Blake, you got Tennessee over South Carolina. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not betting with South Carolina or picking them to win a game with that offensive <laughs> line. I'm not. And their defense is uh, Swiss cheese. So, like I said earlier, Spencer Rattler, kudos to you, brother. Uh, I have – Thoroughly enjoyed watching you turn it around from Oklahoma to South Carolina. It has been a blast to watch. Uh, I think Spencer, Spencer Rattler is that dude, man. Like he has really flourished into the guy that we thought he was going to be coming out of high school. Uh, he's been really fun to watch this year. But I like Tennessee to run the football. I know Joe Milton's not having the year that he was supposed to have, and I know a lot of people aren't high on him. But uh, there is opportunities in this South Carolina defense, so I like Tennessee. I'm picking South Carolina because you got to sh- stand up and show me something, dude. Hmm. Like, st- sh- come on, Shane Beamer. High expectations coming into the year. I'm definitely not sold on Tennessee right now. I would feel, I would feel a lot better about this pick if it was in Columbia. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, like I just like I'm not sold on anybody in the SEC. No, I'm just not, man. Like there's, I just, I just look at it and go, yeah, I think, I think South Carolina pulls it out this week. I don't have like a big rhyme or reason why I'm impressed by Rattler. Like you said, the defense gave up 30 points to what I still think is the second worst offense in the SEC in Mississippi state. Yep. And so I, that, that blew me away, but ultimately, man, I'm, I'm not a believer in Milton. Um, yeah, I just, I'm going to go South Carolina. I think they pulled the big one. I think they pull off the upset Ooh. on the road. Love that. Okay. Um, Gumps are going to Mississippi State. This is pretty self-explanatory here, Blake. Hammer the 14 and a half, all right? Alabama is going – yes. It might have moved by now. 
14 and a half. Oh, no, no, no. It's still Alabama 14 and a half. You go right now. You take the house. <laughs> that's long gone. Right? Yeah, there's a couple of easy money ones here, bro. Hey, the yeah. thing is, though, the thing is, though, for real, Mississippi State does play Alabama tough at Davis Wade, uh, but not this year. All right. I got you. Not this year. Hey, uh, real quick, put your put your final score for our game in here. Go to the banners and you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. I got yeah. you. Um, all right, so prediction time for the Deep South's oldest rivalry, man. Like I said, I just want the boys to come out, play hard, uh, do the best that they can, bro. I'll get my mind you put yours in there and play it first. I'm going – the spread on this was what, the 15 or 16, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Let me look yeah, at it right I'll here. Check it. I'll check it. It's 14, Georgia. Four, 14, yeah, take the over. Until I see us, uh, we've – you know, I put the numbers up earlier. We're, we're one and nine in our last 10 versus Georgia, 17 for 23 or whatever it is. It's just, um, I got to see it, man. I got to see it to believe it. This is the first time all year that I've picked against Auburn. I absolutely hate doing it. Uh, it hurts my heart. I hope I'm wrong. I will be uncontainable, uncontrollable if we pull off this dub, pull off this upset. I just don't see the path to it, man. I just, I don't see it. Um, I haven't seen anything on offense that, that inspires me, that makes me think we can even make this a game. I think that uh, halftime, I think we're down 14 to 6 at halftime, somewhere in there, 13 to 6, could even be 10 to 6. And I think those six are all we're going to get. I think they make the adjustments. They just completely come out and shut us down. I see no way for us to move the ball in this game. I, If you're going to start Peyton Thorne, I don't feel good about that. Um, I think this will be his last game starting. And uh, when you're going to the bye week, and then you'll be facing LSU, a team that Robbie Ashford threw for over 370 yards versus last year, and I would get ready to uh, start setting that up because that LSU secondary is very, very suspect. I hate it, Blake. Hurts my heart. I'm going Georgia 30-6. to six. And as you know, I hate Georgia more than I hate Bama. Like, this is this is the game for me. This like I, I'm watching this one by myself because you don't want to be around me when this, this game goes down. But, uh, yeah, I got the Bulldogs, man. Hope I'm wrong. Hmm. Uh, I think Auburn gets a backdoor cover here. I do. Uh, I think it's going to be like a 26-6 to six game. Auburn scores late like they always do here lately in this game. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> it's a big blowout. Uh, man, we got to change that. We got to change that. They have been our daddy lately. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the Auburn defense holds strong. Uh, they force Georgia into some field goals, and uh, I think you're going to get that 26 right there from Georgia, uh, and and I think the Auburn offense isn't going to move the football a whole lot, and I think they get a late touchdown to cover the spread. Wild prediction, but I think you might see a bad beat here from Georgia letting Auburn score late to cover that 14. Uh, so, yeah, man, 26-13, Uga, and that absolutely hurt me. Who is the quarterback on this late touchdown? Robbie. Robbie. You think this is it for Peyton? <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, I think it's got to be, right? Like, if if, if it doesn't change right. Saturday. Right. It looks the same. What, what, what you're going to see, what you're going to see is an elite defense. You're going to see college football's best defense on the field Saturday. So, if you can't perform against that, then where are we going? Like, what are we doing? Right. That's just how I feel about it. If you can't perform and you look like a deer in headlights against Georgia in your crib with the fan base behind you and it looks like it did last Saturday, then where are we going? Yeah. All right. Well, I hope we're wrong, Blake. I do, too. I, I hope I get to mark that one down as an L on my record. All right. So uh, my final thoughts, man, I got a couple here. Going to get through them really quick. Uh, one. I went to a game in 2004 and in 2005. They were the all-Auburn, all-orange game. Still got a pin from it somewhere. They gave out T-shirts to make sure everybody was wearing orange. They've done that every single year. You have an all-Auburn, all-orange game. You're going to have a game where you wear stripes. You're going to have the all-blue game. You're going to have the white-out game. You're going to do all that stuff. The official Auburn football Twitter account is going to tweet out sometime during the week, hey, remember, wear orange, wear blue, whatever. That's what that tweet is about. Every single time 
they tell you, hey, wear orange for this, or hey, we're going to wear an orange face mask. They're not running out in orange pants. They're not running out in orange jerseys. On Tiger Talk Thursday night, Hugh said uh, that he said they were reminding the crowd, make sure you wear orange to the game Saturday. Hugh looks at Brad Law and goes, you going to wear orange pants, Brad? And then the comments in the YouTube are like, oh, 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 stop it. Stop it. You know what we're going to wear, okay? And, and, and it's not even – this isn't – you know how I feel about it. I love our uniforms. I don't want us to wear anything different. But it's not even about that. The all Auburn, all orange, is a, they do it every year. It means wear orange. Quit mm-hmm. acting like they're trolling you. They're not trolling you. You're just being dumb and not understanding what they're telling you. Wear orange to the game. That's what that's about. Uh, also, I saw Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman this week with the most clown-ass take I have seen in a long time. If you haven't seen Dan Lanning's speech before the Colorado game, he basically was hyping up his team. Anybody that's ever been in competition understands that when you've practiced all week as a team and you're about to go out and play the game, you've said a lot of things in practice all week. You've prepped all week for that team on the field, on the court, whatever it is, and mentally, and in the coaching rooms, in every aspect of that game all week, you have prepared to play that team. They happened, they put a camera in Oregon's locker room. I'm sure Lanning had to sign off on it, so I know he was being watched. But what he said, there was nothing about that. There was nothing bad about it. That's what, he's hyping up his team to go play the most physical sport there is. They're literally about to punch each other in the face. They're about to go at it. They're about to play football, okay? And he says, hey, they're Hollywood, we're substance. You know, there, there's times where a coach has to hype up his team. A coach might have watched film all week on a team and know that the team they're about to play is not soft, but he might tell his team, they're softer than us. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's right before the game. The testosterone is high. They're about to go play. To see guys like Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman, Super Bowl champions who know that, put their football player on the backburn to be whatever this national media crap has become. Because the national media and the way they cover sports is a joke. But the way that they've colored Colorado and the way they've colored uh, covered college football this year has been absolutely pathetic. Pathetic. And that take, they said that Dan Lanning was a bully. That he bullied and he ran up the score. And he was talking down on them. And then I see a video of Colorado players talking mad crap to Oregon before the game. And it's dead silence. Dead silence. Why? Because it doesn't fit whatever you're trying to do. I don't even know what I don't even know what your game is, Keyshawn, Richard Sherman. I don't even know what you're trying to do. That was so freaking soft. Dan Lanning's a bully for winning a football game by a lot of points. And before the game, telling his team, hey, let's go pop him in the mouth and do it. What? Huh? I will never watch either one of those guys talk about football ever again. I will scroll right on past it. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm defending Oregon. Let me say this real quick. So when when Lanning gave the okay for the cameras to be in there, all right, he knew what he was going to say. He already had it practiced up. It is what it is. Happens every week, right? Don't you think that he knew they were about to kick Colorado's ass up and down the field? Because let me tell you something. If he would have known, if he's sitting there going, man, this might be a 41 to 28, 40, 42 to 35 or something like that. Like this thing's going to be close. I might not want to say that and then it get turned around on me. All right. He knew that Oregon was about to mollywop them. Okay. <laughs> he knew it. He had already, he had already seen it. You know, you want to know where he's seen it? He's seen it on film. He's seen how trash their offensive line is. He's seen how trash their defensive line is. He's seen how trash that they can't run the football. He's seen how trash their secondary is, all right? It's all fine and dandy when you're playing Colorado State and all that stuff, all right? Yeah, they beat TCU. We know TCU didn't bring back near the team that they had last year, all right? Right. Hey, and and what Prime's done at Colorado? Good job, man. Good job. You, you've done it all. But the Dan Lanning stuff, bro, I loved it. I loved it. When he, said, when he said, hey, the game ain't being played in Hollywood. It's being played on the grass. All right? 
We're rooted in substance, not flash. Even though you do have 83 different uniforms. Yeah, that's funny. Um. <laughs> and and Dion's De- tough, man. Dion's a tough, yeah. hard-nosed guy. He's an old-school football guy, but he's getting this team yeah. hype. Yeah, and 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 uh, like Dion said, hey, baby, I keep receipts. You better get me now, all right? Dion didn't have a problem with what he said, all right? Dion said, hey, baby, that's how it goes. You know, he said, I'm going to take my licks. And then Dan Lanning come back and said, hey, I've been on the other end of that. Right. I was on the other end of it last year, okay? Remember Georgia and Oregon? Mm-hmm. He was on the other end of it last year. So, uh, yeah, I heard everything, and I've also heard some people pick Colorado to win that football game. Look, man, uh, Chris Broussard, Skip Bayless, uh, the 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 other guy, um, uh, man, I can't remember his name. The white guy with the long hair. Uh, he used to be he used to be bald and everything, and then he grew his hair out. I can't remember his name, uh, but oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's up there on Fox, and and he was like, oh man, I just them being a twenty one point underdog is just blasphemy, you know. No, it wasn't because if you watch college football, you knew Oregon's defensive line was about to get after Shadur. All right. It was simple, man. It was simple. That was easy money. If you're a betting man, that was easy money. All right. Kudos to Dan Lennon. Prime will be back. He's going to have Colorado right. All right. It, and they're moving into the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. Boy, what? Prime's about to run the Big 12. Come on now. Let's quit being soft. Let's quit yeah. being soft. Yeah, it's, it's football. If you don't like yeah. it, don't watch it. I was Blake. I was blown away that NFL players had that crap take. It's like you're, you're, you're you know what you're doing, and I don't know what you're doing. I'm not quite sure what it, but you know you're full of crap. Yeah, you know. All right, so look, man. Uh, let's just support the boys this weekend. Like Blake always says, man. Let's stay together. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yep. Um, I know, you know, it might get tough, uh, but listen, hang in there, man. Support the boys. It's War Damn Eagle always. Y'all know that over here. And uh, like we said, man, let's just let's just put something competent on the field. Come yep. out here, man, and put a good show on. We'll be back at 3 p.m. Central Time Sunday with our review of the game. We will see you guys then. If you have not, subscribe to the channel, like the video. We're out. War Damn Eagle, baby. War Damn, baby.